not real that works beautifully but it's not real maybe it's not real i don't know <laughs> doesn't feel real how the fuck do you get a real one then alternative uh, reality look at this thing this is completely real it's a scene take role date production company director cameraman and this sound. Is universal uh, studios i'm not dating any of those people i gotta fucking <laughs> steal it from somewhere <laughs> steven spielberg's gonna be pissed <laughs> yeah right <laughs> welcome to heavy metal over six pack podcast Hello. HMOA6P. Ack. Do we have to look at the camera? Do we have to look at the camera? No, is that a thing? Just pretend it's not there. I know this is new. This so, is it can't, a, so it's not like the office where so I keep looking at it? Yeah, I don't know are, what to do with my hands. Are we going to do like individual interviews after each show like the office? Like, yeah, just like halfway yeah. through. So oh, like we I was should, talking dude, to him. And, like, we should totally have that closet. It's like, oh. Man, I was trying to make this point, and Dave just kept, just like, kept interrupting talking. me. And, like, he just kept talking, just kept talking. I mean, that's disrespectful, man. That's disrespectful. He wouldn't shut up about his beer? What the, what, what, no what? No one knows I've been erecting at this table the what entire is, time. What is a beer buck? Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, that's a deer idea that gets really hammered ever. on beer. All right? <laughs> it's a really hammered deer. Oh, oh dear. All right, we're going to start with this. Heavy metal headlines. 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 Lion heads. Lion heads. Go ahead, bud. Oh, me? My turn. <laughs> My turn. Yay. So you guys know this band called like Metallica? Heard of it. Uh are they the ones that did that cover of that Fergie song? No, they they did uh did uh Raining Blood, I think. Taylor Swift? Yes. Sure. So, um, as if we know, according to South Park, drugs are bad. Uh, I, uh, our, our main man, Mr. James Hetfield, um, has been checked. Actually, he checked himself, technically. Checked so himself this, this before this he wrecked himself? Yes. Wrecked him, damn near killed him. Oh. Uh, so... I mean, I, I, I enjoy the fact that he did it on his own terms. I mean, it's also a legal thing that you can only yeah, check a, yourself. It's anyway. a very gray area. <laughs> but the <laughs> fact that he did it himself, good for him. But he, he is his initials on the in-processing yeah. paperwork because <laughs> he was still... Okay, never mind. But he checked himself back into rehab. Um, and I believe they are on tour with uh, Slipknot at the moment. So they had to cancel, I believe, most of their Australia shows. Hmm. Which, I mean, Australia usually gets a short end of the stick anyways. No, I guess so. a pretty badass festival over there. I don't <laughs> feel bad for them at all. Um, uh, Corey Taylor has sent his love along with Slipknot, you know, for him, supporting him in, this, in the whole situation. Because <laughs> obviously their tour has been canceled as well, being on the same bill. Um, I, uh, I 
don't see mm. Corey Taylor as an advocate for the drug-free life. He's so weird, right? <laughs> it's um. He's actually been sober for a few years now. Okay. Mm. Well. It's uh, it's very impressive the uh, the the um, <clears throat> the outpouring of support from like all yeah. like other artists. Um, I, I believe Randy Blythe. Actually, I have an article on that right. Okay, here. I'm sorry. I won't. Uh, but this, and Tony Iommi is another big one. There's that... like a ton. It's like, <laughs> dude, uh, James Hetfield inspired me to get sober, or James Hetfield like inspired me to like yeah. improve my life. Like, yep. And whatnot. So, um, I'm not familiar if he's done like a lot of public, like, kind of like announcements or like productions or interviews or like I like I don't generally because I don't feel like I have a problem. James Hetfield? No, me. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't I haven't gone through like all the self help videos where like mm-hmm. like where I would like seek out like a James Hetfield like interview kind of a thing. But right. it's actually very impressive like the number of people that are in the music world that are like, dude, James Hetfield saved my life. Like, well, it's also well. Kind of- so the I want to actually talk about real quickly Randy Blythe, and this is the article that I grabbed off of it. I mean the the you know James Hetfield and the rehab doesn't give a lot of detail. It's pretty much just that. Uh, Randy Blythe himself actually brought up. And I'll read slightly verbatim, I'll jump around a bit. But uh, nine years ago, they were on tour with Metallica, and uh, Randy was not doing well. He was very miserable, I mean, with the alcohol and everything. He was trying to be sober, but I mean, when you're on tour and you're having parties every night, it's hard to... I mean, I understand. I totally understand. And he and uh, Hetfield actually, like, one of the um, crew members went up to Randy and was like, look, you know, Hetfield's looking for you. And they sat down, like, every other day, like, talked with him, you know, what he was feeling, like, kind of, like, they're all, I mean, James Heffield and a few of the crew members were all, like, you know, they'd been sober for so many years, they were all addicts to alcoholism, and they sat down with him and talked him through it, helped him out the whole tour. And that's, that's the reason behind that he kind of saved his life, because he doesn't, like, if he wasn't there, it probably would have spiraled. You know what I mean? So, I mean, good for him mm, yeah. in that aspect. I can only imagine. I mean, I can, I can. I personally have not gone on tour yet. Well, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Just knowing, like, what my personal habits are, I mean, it can't be easy being in, like, situations where, like, people just want you to either be in, like, party mode or rock star mode, the quote unquote rock star mode especially like when you were on tour i mean it's kind of what you do it's like bro i got like i got like 40 bucks <laughs> and three more cities <laughs> i'm buying man all right i'm in i mean i but, guess we should kind of be glad at well a little bit that that like metallica never toured with creed <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm just saying i think i well, think from it's what a good I, thing for, for well, everyone from, from what i hear i hear james hetfield actually saves these people yeah well 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 yeah. Now to give Scott something else to sing about. <laughs> something like that. His grain but of rice. I've, I've read a bunch of these articles. Or there's not a ton of details. It is just alcohol, as far as we know. I, I believe so. <clears throat> well, so when he was on that Joe Rogan podcast, he talked about drugs and drinking and, and women being his addiction. Uh, and on tour, obviously being one of the biggest hey, married, metal bands that of all gone. time. Can, well, yeah, but... Can you imagine if, like, all... <clears throat> I'm making light of a serious situation, but can you imagine if all of this is be- because of a sex addiction? It's like, come on, come on, Charlie Sheen, that's get almost, it together. That's like the friggin' Ozzy Osbourne when he like did whatever with that housemaid, and Sharon was like, "Oh my God, Ozzy has a sex addiction." I'm like, "You just knew this now?" Yeah. Like, right. how long has Ozzy been fucking yeah, around? Like, well, fucking Sharon, you need to stop <laughs> hiring fucking 
20 something fucking. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. House people that are changing your husband's diaper, probably, at this Pretty point. Pretty much. He had gentle hands. Hey, love, why are you down there? Why don't you go ahead and get the slap and tickle? Yeah, hello, much. hello. <laughs> oh, I see. Set up my glow stick uh, so I can I, find a pisser at night. I, uh. I give James all the credit in the world for, uh. I mean, I, obviously, I don't know details or whatever, <clears> but, uh, if, if he did, in fact, step forward himself and check himself into rehab, then I, I give him credit for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, realizing that there's an issue and that somebody has a problem or, uh, could potentially even be a problem. Uh, that's the that biggest thing. It takes a lot of individual and personal strength. I will always commend that. Um, you can never really tell when it comes to big name artists and stuff because, and it's like, hey, he checked themselves into rehab. It's like, hey, your agent is escorting you in here, and it looks really good for the public <clears> eye <throat> if you scribble your own name on this. Yeah. Little, At the end of the day, though, thoughts line. and prayers, because, I mean, they, they did this, like, mid-tour. Yeah, kind of thing. Like, So something serious is, like, going on. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, we like, I make light of it. Like, you know, we make light of the situation, like, because, I mean, that's how, you know, it's kind of like how we deal with death. I make, like, all kinds of, like, stupid jokes, like, when I'm at, like, funerals and shit. But this, it something obviously happened that's like absolutely huge, and the fact that like he's decided to step aside and make himself a better human being, and actually maybe survive this kind of a thing, which is like ultimately the most important thing, because we we've lost a shit ton of rock stars to stupid stuff. Right. We don't we don't need we don't need to start pegging off anymore. Well, that's what my next comment was going to be: is that I'm I'm very concerned for what the catalyst was in his life for him to go back to it, right. because for so long he's been. Uh, at the pinnacle of sobriety hmm? and and been that voice for others so but uh, um, it's always tough when you see somebody like that kind of you know get get they, they stumble or they get caught back up in whatever um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I'm truthfully concerned for for him and his personal life whether it be family or, or anything else um, and I just truthfully I just hope that he can climb back up on top of that same mountain you know because he did it so successfully the first time um I well, think I think anytime anybody looks at addiction, it's always going to be something that is continually going to be brought back up in their right. lives. No, yeah, exactly whether or not intentional or not, and especially in this mm -hmm. lifestyle, it's extremely difficult to stay clean when nobody else around you is. So that's the big thing. It's yeah. I mean, no one is immune. Right. As as uh, Randy was saying in the thing. I mean, you know, you know. Sometimes you forget that you're an alcoholic. It doesn't go away. You know, you start drinking again, it's just gonna come back. It's not like something that just disappears. Right. It's a sad day for the metal world. Like, yeah, I but mean, I mean, like a I said, big name you, you gotta you gotta think of the positives, and hopefully, at the end of the day, he comes he comes back. I mean, fun side note ever. that I just thought of. I'm not gonna name names because technically, it's illegal to let people know who you huh. are in rehab with, but. A guy I worked with, his mother was in rehab, and he was actually, uh, she was actually in the same rehab as Steven Tyler. Huh. Yeah, so she hung out with him. I'm telling yeah. everybody. Fun fact. Is she also a foxy grandma? Telling everybody. Even I don't know. <laughs> even, I, can't, even, I can't deny or confirm that. Even the mayor. I'm telling them, telling them all. Well, then you can't vape. Great. So... Anthony has a, a second topic today that uh, I think is uh, deserves like a little bit like some some good discussion because it relates to another headline that we've had in the past. Um, but I have a quick short segue. Um, I ran into this story. This story is off when I'm on Metal Injection that I'm borrowing this story from. It's uh, Victory Records was sold. 
for nearly $30 million and will <laughs> likely stop releasing new records. Oh. What, does it say what it was sold to? So Victory Records, or bought by? As, uh, as we've known for the last 30 years, is no more. Today, one of the largest independent rock labels is no longer independent. Founder Tony Brummel has sold the label and his publishing company, Another Victory, to, con to Concord Music Group. Now, my recollection of boring. Concord Music Group is a very mainstream, very... Um, I'm trying to think of a better adjective other than mainstream. Yeah, but I hear they make a really good grape jelly. Um, Con Concord Music Group is actually a... Uh, it's, a it's part of the Universal Music Group. So it's oh. more of a generalized um, music experience kind of a thing. Do you have a, uh, I actually just pulled up a list of some of the Victory Record bands. Uh, a Day to Remember. Mm -hmm. Taking Back Sunday. Between the Barrier to Me. Comeback Kid. Atreyu. But that's, Ooh. yeah, Atreyu's on there. Uh, not their latest record, though. No, I it? believe like, it's something different. Yeah, uh, Shattered yeah. Sun's on there. Hatebreed. Bad Brains. That doesn't matter. It's not that they play anymore. El Nino, maybe. Bury Your Dead. I say it. Carnifex, Victory I mean, Records is huge. Like Victory, huge, yeah. Victory and Roadrunner in like the late 90s, early 2000s, like I remember being like, oh, that was good. Was, um, <laughs> I remember being like absolutely huge. Like anything that came out from Victory or Roadrunner, like I used to follow them like exclusively because mm -hmm. guess what, kids? Back in the day, you had to actually like know labels and know where to get your CDs and know... Who was putting on the coolest events because like it was like a victory records event or it was like a roadrunner records event well or... uh was it um nuclear blast they have a few like albums which is a bunch of their bands on it but so sad day for, it might be a sad day for the metal world but at the same time it's like i don't know maybe it's a maybe you think about it maybe it's a happy day for the metal world because what are record companies really even doing anymore well, yeah, Mom says telling you how to write your music. They're they figured out the the production scheme, and that's what they're selling. They're selling their talents on the production screen for. Well, I heard it's like this thing now. Like you need to have the followers like already. Like the record company is not going to get you the followers and the and like all the production. You have to have that already existing in order for you to right. like be on the record label, and then you can be on our record label so that we can profit off of all the hard work you already did. Pretty much. That's my that's my spiel on like the record labels, but it's still a sad day because you know what? Like I said, R Victory Records they've always been solid. They like they've mm -hmm. put out awesome shit, and between them and Roadrunner, I mean those are probably like the two labels that I paid the most yeah, attention to. Yeah, agreed. Um, so yeah. Yeah, Roadrunner's huge. Well, it'll be interesting to see if if bands stay with it, if bands you know come and go with it. I can't imagine any. Well, the the, the point of the, the argument they're not going to do anything <clears throat> new. Like nothing right. new is gonna come on, so it sounds like like Con Concord Music Group and Universal Music Group, they're gonna just dissolve the whole victory thing. So like whatever, they probably what pretty much happened was they probably just bought the rights for everything that's like that's out there. But they're not gonna put anything out like new. Like Vic like the Victory Record label is not gonna find the next Atreyu, right? And put it out like Concord Music Group mate, that might not be their their cup of tea. Correct. That's so, what's so tough with so many different uh, music labels. Also, is that you're you're basically pandering to their executives because 
they're, they're the ones telling you what good music is. They're the ones investing in these big groups and putting out so much music from so-and-so. And then by the time they make it mainstream, you can never tell if they're a good band or not. But, and, well, until it's Pretty too much. late. Yeah. No. <laughs> Agreed. Like, why do these people have this many followers? Oh, they're following the label. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we actually talked about new metal not too long ago. Uh-huh. And this band. They got voted off pretty early, if I remember. They, they did. Uh, <laughs> so now it's Don't funny. Laugh. I like flaw. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll read you know the, the article that <laughs> I have sure here. I'm sure you do. The article that I have here is uh, Flaw, the band that we're talking about, plagiarized yet another song from a YouTuber. Now, this is the third accusation from a different artist that has been made. I Four. have searched... I have. Is it four? They're up to four. Are they four now? There was a new one that came out just today, which is why I'm glad he brought this up because I've been actually like. Because I I actually searched for the other ones, I couldn't find them. I don't know if they were taken down, but I tried to find the other songs that they that they quote unquote plagiarized. I can't find them. I would assume maybe they were just kind of like push. I mean, Flaw's not a big enough band for something of this to really explode, but the fact that. The, the posts have been taken down, maybe, sort of. Um, in, in any case... Maybe your searching techniques are flawed. Maybe Google sucks my ass. <laughs> so, uh, the song was from YouTuber Douglas Patrick a couple weeks ago, and this is from September 30th. So, what, three days ago, roughly? And uh, a blatant ripoff that easily passes the pedestrian ear. Uh, so, Christopher Voltz, the um, lead singer... And, and he has, like, a whole statement. I'll, uh, I'll have Marcus post it. And attached is actually both songs. You can actually, te- like, listen to yourself and, and, you know, your opinions on it. But the... the yeah, uh, I, got, I got the one with the four accusa- accusations from uh, Metal Injection right here. And it has uh, all of them side by side. The guy that they plagiarize against is pretty much one of those ones. He would put, like, a new metal instrumental kind of a thing yeah. up. So they just happen to go and borrow it. That's Yeah, that's <laughs> the same thing. Because the name of this one... Was like corn right here, corn style dash new metal rap metal beat instrumental twenty two. Um, so a lot of this is, is more the defense of the uh, lead singer because he seems to be the only one that's really commented on the situation and the fact that he is pretty much like, look, my band writes the music, they send me the songs without vocals, and I write vocals over it. Yeah, and that's pretty much how it works. Yeah. Um, and essentially, he's kind of like, look, you know, we're trying to find, figure out who wrote said guitar part because that's where it comes from, and trying to say a lot of there. this. A lot of what I read was actually like leaning directly towards the lead guitarist. Like it he, seems to be the one that's, that went, that's what and it, it was seems taken. to be all off of like their newest release. Like none of their old releases. Correct. Are, I want to say they're up to like maybe five or six albums. But volume but, six because of the brave. Yep, it's the newest release. It's really kind of. Like screwing the pooch here, and, and we kind of <laughs> talked a little bit about plagiarism last time, and and I, and I get it. Like it's sometimes things are similar, and it's gonna happen. I'm sorry, it's gonna happen, but this is like spot on. I mean, this is like this is like riff for riff, like legit. Like it goes yeah. from the riff to the, like the verse where it's, it's really like one of quiet. those things that you would expect from a nobody band because like you know. You go, you go on YouTube and you look up those instrumentals and like these people put up like these massive collabs. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Christ, 
I'm not gonna say that. But um, like they'll put like a like drum back tracks. They'll put up guitar that you can actually like play along with, kind of a thing. You'll see even the, even in the comments, even, hey, can I use this for this? Can I use this for this? Can I put this in my video? Can I make a track out of this? <laughs> it's like whatever their whole, the whole purpose of like putting these collabs, other than showing that like you can write some like pretty cool shit. But it's like when I mean, come on, man, you're flaw. You've been around for quite a while, too. I mean, you're not an A-lister by any means. You're not making millions no. of dollars out on the tour scene, but you've been around since... Let's see, I saw Flaw in 99, 2000, so you're talking about a 20-year yeah. career in the music business, dude. you got to think that somebody's going to be paying attention mm -hmm. to you going to ripping off a freaking new metal instrumental. Yeah, I think... Uh, it's too easy to figure out now, especially in the day of YouTube. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially how big YouTube is. There. Our cover band got fucking pinged because, like, we put like a, a small video up on YouTube one time. It's like, um, this is copyrighted material. I said, thank you. That's awesome. We played that great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, it could be, it could be a number of reasons why. Uh, as I've said before, I specifically know of a certain band who right. uh, yeah, we, em yeah. employed a, a guitarist that that stole a track from some other underground band and uh, copped it off as his own. And then the band that he joined copyrighted that track, uh, assuming that it was his, and made the full track, vocals and all with it, and then later found out that he had stolen it from, you know, some other band or whatever. However, because that band he was then with copyrighted it first, they own the rights to that song, you know? Um... I think there's a lot of things that, that go on in music, and it's so tough because there's so many things. I think there's a line between influencing and straight-up stealing, you know? Um, oh, I'm influenced by corn and new metal, and oh, I straight-up stole this corn and new metal track. Um, I think we said before, there's only like so many frets on a guitar. Right. When you take the whole structure, the whole timing, the whole beat pattern, and everything, and apply right. it to your piece of work, it's like, ah, bro. On the other end of the spectrum, I think that there might be some uh, clickbait involved in this maneuver, you know? Like, if it... Here's the thing. If uh, if Flaw gets, starts getting more clicks throughout the next couple years and more views and more everything, even if it is for plagiarism, it's still more views, you Sometimes know? Sometimes the best publicity the adage, is negative pu exactly. publicity. The old adage is any publicity is good publicity. Uh, I think that that... Very possibly could be the route. I obviously this is all speculation. I have absolutely no idea what's going on or what they're thinking. If somebody is straight up ripped off somebody else, then that one person needs to be held accountable for that. Oh, I agreed. Uh, I think it reflects poorly on the band, but it also depends on how the entire band reacts to this right. this newly found information. And I just find it weird that this is the fourth time. Like evidently, well, the that's why I think that that's why I kind of lean the other way in that in that regard on the spectrum because there's there's such thing as honest mistakes. For you to have an honest mistake four times in a row uh, on the yeah. guitar track, uh, it's kind of like a red flag, bro. I kind of think you need a new guitarist, yep. or maybe you need to just kind of screen him out and not let him on the internet ever again. <laughs> like. Yeah. There's a couple things you guys could do as a band to address this issue because fans are pissed. Plain and simple. People are getting pissed. Yeah. If you're going to get labeled as that band that rips everybody off, like blatantly without giving any accredit, uh, like, you know, not accrediting anybody for any of the songs that you come up with, people are going to be pissed. 
if you're the five finger death punch of the world that just does covers of everybody else's music, people can accept that because you're being upfront about it. If you're not going to be upfront about it and you're going to be sneaky and shysty, you're going to get a lot of negative press. And unfortunately, you're probably going to lose flan. Flans? Flans? Flaw. Yeah, flans because ah, it's flan. flaw flans. Flan. Flans. Flan. Uh, I don't know. I was just taking a Flanges. quick. I was just taking a quick look. Um, as far so the band the band's first release, they were formed in 1996. Their first release was in actually 2001. The guitarists in question, they have two guitarists on their lineup. Neither one of them. The, uh, the current members were here. Say, before. They've gone through like twenty people. Well, they're they're here before two. Like Tommy Gibbons is one of the guitar players. He's 2016, and um, he's now actually currently the bass player. Their guitar, their current guitarist is 2018. So he's a he's a new member. And that's, oh, okay. So he's so, I guess after you've gone through that many guitarists. Uh, maybe there's a, a certain period of time where people should kind of screen guitarists better. I don't know. I don't, maybe this guy made it onto the bill by faking it. You know what I, I mean? I mean, that's, that's there's a the, There's the fake it till you make it mentality. So like there's a very just... good possibility that this guy was like, you know what? Right. <laughs> they well, need just... a guitarist. I just need to look like I know what I'm doing. We discussed <laughs> in the last, the last or the, the episode that I was actually here for, um, with, um, God rings of Saturn, like right. same thing. They're like, oh, this guy knows all this stuff, but come to find out, it's just stuff that's been rehashed. Just ripping you it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. I feel like we're in the day and age now, though, where everything is um, everything's expedient. You know, everything has been sped up. We can we can share and download and create music faster than any other generation. Uh, we can. There's there's no new frets on guitars. There's no new chords. There's no new strings. We have a, a very selective amount of of tones that the human ear can hear. So I feel like we're gonna keep on running into these more and more frequently. But you also gotta think too when you when you're someone like this and you take oh like oh he's just a YouTuber it's fine you know not even to notice. We live in such such an era where where the online community is so large. Right. And there'll always be that one person. That makes the connection. Right. Because that's just, it's such a large community. Well, well, it's because people are like di- diabolical. It's like they like probably scour the internet for anything that's yeah. like of likeness. Which, I mean, I'm sure stuff. there's plenty of people who are like that. Okay, but also, uh, and not to throw shade at anybody, but if I were a independent musician who wanted to share my independent music with the world, I would submit a complete project and product to the world. I would not be uploading tracks that people could easily rip or manipulate or copy. I would be, you know, like, hey, how how about some vocal tracks? How about some drums? How about some... How about some complete anything? You talk about a day in an age where like somebody can actually like go up and pull up like a rock band and right. actually like produce like a whole tune. And, exactly. Yeah, like you know, you could you could not doing download, anything other than like MIDI instruments like on your freaking keyboard. Like, you could download Cubase and and set up a, a drum kit that would automatically fill in the areas mm-hmm. that you needed to fill for this. You know what I mean? Like, True. there's so many different things, and I just feel like I'm I'm not defending anybody in this. I'm not defending Flaw for potentially stealing anybody's music. However, if you're going to put yourself out there and the only thing you have to back it up is a YouTube video or a 
a single upload of your work and you're, it's not copyrighted, unfortunately, in the justice system, you're going to get laughed out of court. You shouldn't be putting that out there unless you've copyrighted it. You got if a you, case for actually having it recorded first, though. There, there is a defense case to actually have it recorded. You contacted his lawyer, correct? I believe. Um, I did not see that information, so I can't confirm or deny. Well, that. I know the Patrick guy didn't. So That's the first thing he didn't. If you have it copyrighted and you have your lawyer involved, then you should be getting some money out of it, regardless. Unfortunately, also the way that this system is built up. The fact that the guy actually uses the a, a YouTube account, there's a there's a licensing agreement through, right. through YouTube where you yeah, can have is. like a you can have a basic licensing agreement through yep. YouTube where your, your stuff cannot be copied or manipulated. Sure. He's hanging on by a thread. Thank God for that. But mm -hmm. what I would so say, so YouTube is probably going to make a fortune, and that guy's going to get squat. Exactly what I was going to say, <laughs> because uh, when it comes to artists that like, you look at the guy that just recently stole from, or the, the guy that, uh, sued Katy Perry for the, the stealing of, of his song. If you, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't listen to Katy Perry intentionally. Sometimes it comes on the radio. Sorry guys. I'm honest. Uh, it was the, that dark horse song, the intro for it. Anyway, this guy won like $1.3 million in the total settlement, which Everyone's like, wow, that's a lot of money. But considering he fought this since 2013, four or five years later. Yeah, you got to cover like five years of salary. Really not. Like in <laughs> For the, him in, and his lawyer. In right. the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot. I understand this. He a made lot 100K. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. But. He made 100K for those five notes. But that was, that was an instance of pretty much. It was almost blatant plagiarism. So there were four chords that this guy recorded, right? This rapper, I forget his name. And then uh, Katy Perry's song, Dark Horse, took those same notes, but were a half, was it a half, half octave higher or whatever. And the last note was changed. However, the two rappers in both songs use the exact same intro line. You can't hide that. Yeah. It sounds identical. Like that's where you messed up. Like. You had us at the three notes and half a note. Like, okay, maybe you can get away with it, but you're going to use the exact same intro line. It doesn't work. So all this stuff happened for years and years and years. He called her out on it. Nothing happened. They took it to court. He won, but he won $1.3 million after a five-year lawsuit. Can you imagine the kind of lawyer bills and everything else and legal fees that would come with that high level of a lawsuit? And then you look at Katy Perry. Hey, Katie, you're going to lose $1.3 million. How do you think she feels about that? Pocket it's change. another day at Starbucks. Pocket change. Like, <laughs> like, and unfortunately, this guy only gets a fraction of what that individual song right. made from sales. True. From sales, because that's how it's written these days. Mm -hmm. Not downloads, not Spotify, yeah, not radio not play. Pay. Exactly. <laughs> so... When we talk about record labels and we talk about the current music scene, there are so many different black and white fine prints that go on every single level throughout this industry. And the people that benefit from it are the people that are holding the microphones. <laughs> yeah. the, ones that, the ones that actually have people record in their studios, those are the ones that are profiting from this. I feel bad for people that upload this stuff and have it stolen. It happens all the time. Yep. Independent artists, my advice to you, stop uploading your tracks. Stop. If you make a cool track, invest the time in completing that track. Make it a full song right. before you upload it.
before you share it with anybody. If you share it with people, odds are it's going to get stolen. This is human nature. Look at any number of bands in the last 40 years that have potentially been caught up in some stuff about stealing other people's music. Just don't do it. It, it may seem cool and like you're going to get a little bit of notoriety, but those 1,200 views on YouTube aren't really going to help you out. The only time you're gonna, the only time you're gonna get that notoriety is if somebody steals your stuff, and unfortunately, that's not the kind of publicity that you want. Agreed. I would strongly recommend you invest in your musical career, your creativity, and you give, you, you put forth a full product. If you keep doing this track stuff, people are gonna rip it. That's mm-hmm. just what we've seen from human nature. And with that Agreed. being said, if you are the guitarist for Flaw, write your own goddamn music, bro. Right? Yeah, seriously. Stop making us talk about you for all the wrong reasons. Because your band was cool. Was. We're going to have you on next week still, but. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really not cool, man. Foreshadowing. We're only going to see one guitarist. You're not invited. Uh, <laughs> anything to add, Anthony? That's it, my friend. All right, let's do this. Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. Smashed Banana Album Review. I got another kick-ass uh, segment for you guys today with the uh, with, with the underground, so to speak, of um, Smash Banana album reviews. Uh, we got three killer bands that we're going to talk about today. We'll talk. We'll, we'll even talk about Dave's band, even if he's not prepared to talk about Dave's he band. He is prepared because Dave's band is fucking killer. Also, so we're going to talk about them. But all three of these bands, awesome fucking people, and also sent us some freaking tunes. I'm going to start with mine. This is going to be the band Between Nothing. These dudes are from, uh, I don't have it right in front of me. I'm so sorry. They're from Poland. (laughs) Poznan, Poland. I'm probably saying that wrong, but it doesn't matter. This is Between Nothing. The song that I'm going to share with you first. This is Alter. Enjoy.
All right, so that was Alter. This is the band um, Between Nothing. Uh, the album that the, that they should that we are critiquing today is going to be for your entertainment. Um, these guys are, like I said, they're 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 Polish. They're from across the pond. For your enjoyment. For your enjoyment. I'm so sorry. Thank you. For your enjoyment. I'm multitasking. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, for, for, for Your Enjoyment is a one, two, three, four, five, uh, five song EP. Uh, this actually was released in 2017. Guys reached out to us when we, uh, when we, when we did the post a couple weeks back on the, uh, the world metal scene. Still love that group on, the, on Facebook. All right, so here are my thoughts on, on Between Nothing. These guys are great. Like, they are great. They're, um, their guitar work is awesome. They have the right amount of technicality when it's supposed to be. They have the right amount of like chugga chugga, like just oh, some nice, some some nice good breakdown, like when it has to be. The other thing I would say about the guitar work in this, like when these guys actually do a, um, when these guys actually like start breaking off and like solos and whatnot. One of the, my biggest things, like I love solos as much as the next guitarist, but one of my biggest critiques is like sometimes like I feel like a solo is like forced. Especially in like a band that's not like maybe like well established, like a guitar's like a solo, a guitar solo, excuse me, is forced. It's out of place. It's weird. <laughs> doesn't really match. These guys' solos mix. They blend. They belong there. Like it, it, like everything like makes sense. Like with with their with their instrumental. Now, their vocals. So his metal scream. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it the metalcore scream. Which is like more of like the lighter, like higher, higher pitched one. Kind of brings me back to like old school Children of Bodom days. Okay, see, I get a black metal vibe from his screams. Right. So, yeah, that's that's in what the, I in get that from sense. it. So there's a lot of that. It's very smooth. It's very clean. You can make out what he's saying. It's very, it's it's tonally pleasing, aesthetically pleasing, like however you want it. But then there's these dark, like these deathcore screams that are, See, that are added pretty fucking low. In, in the in the heavy in the heavier stuff and like it just brings it to like a whole new level because you don't have that one tone so if i was going to actually critique children of brodom real quick i would say you know what his vocals one tone yeah, all the, all the pretty, way throughout yep. one tone the fact that they actually add that next dimension mm-hmm. with that deathcore scream <clears throat> kind of a thing is is fucking phenomenal like and they put it right like everything that they've written in this ep is well balanced like it and it's awesome and it's cover to cover like i i know it's only an ep there's only five tunes right. you can one two three four five put it on i i listened to it on my way to work i listened to it on my way home like it was it was a it was an awesome experience rating out of six this is a five for me okay nice. these guys are awesome awesome well played awesome 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 Awesome, Coolio. I mean, we we picked three for this episode. I, I actually think we like we we really like freaking hit home runs. I agree. Like with all three of these. But with that being said, I had a hard time picking because I was gonna play two two tracks from Between Nothing. I had a hard time picking picking the uh, the second one. Picking your nose. It's not that one. Hold on. No. Not that. You know what? I'm actually. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Actually, so the altar was like the first track in the EP. I'm actually gonna just give you the second track off the EP. It's uh, this is gonna be sunrise, sunset. Enjoy. Oh, 
Our next album review will be presented by host Dave. Host Dave one. Dave one. Host Dave is going to review the band Thwart. Jokes yeah, on Dave. you. Yeah, Dave. My name is Host Dave Two. Haha. The album by by Thwart is Once Human. Dave, your thoughts on Once Human? Well, I too was once human. So I found some appeal in the name of this <laughs> album. <laughs> Connections. Aha. I can relate to being <laughs> once human at one I time identify as once human. That's way better than that other album, Once Fetus. Uh, so. <laughs> okay. Like a Sorry, anyway. Um, I bet if I looked it up, there's actually a band. I can only imagine. <laughs> so I actually, I listened to Thwart on Spotify, which uh, is cool, but also is somewhat troublesome because the song shuffle so i'm not sure oh yeah because you got the yeah. right i'm not sure what the first song was that i heard but my first introduction to tuth award <laughs> was that it kind of sounded like you know heavy metal riffs heavy metal uh like the the music the instruments themselves totally metal the vocals the vocals to me kind of sounded like the female version of Rush combined with Chester Bennington. And I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. Hmm. Okay. I think it sounded fine, you know. I just, I was a little bit shocked for the, the length and distance that certain screams could be held. And then listening to the actual, the, the singing portion, the cleans of the vocals and everything, sounded a little bit like a metal Rush. To me. Metal Rush. Okay. Yep. Metal Rush. And her her growly vocals have a very power metal feel. Right. To them, personally. Um, instrumentally, they're pretty good. Instrumentally, yeah. they're very good. Clearly metal instrumentally. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no, it's like. I don't think they're blowing, a, blow, blowing anybody away with like technicality, but it's clean. It's awesome. She's got a pretty good growl. She does. In the I, background, I, I know the listening audience can, can't hear this yet, but we are listening to the title track, Once Human. I really wish I could figure out which song I listened to first. I went back to try to figure it out, uh, but because it was shuffled, it sent me on, like, another band. And another, and <laughs> it's I was random like, as the guy. You like, need oh, to learn how to use your technology. I'm trying, American. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have technological dysfunction, so I can't, uh, I can't exactly figure out how to maneuver that yet, but... So I still think they sounded really good. Uh, I, I mean, I'd go see them. I'd go see them. The drum was very good. I'd give them a four out of six. Four out of six. Four. That's solid. Four bananas, out of six. That smash bananas. That's a great score. Yeah. That's a great score from us. We're critical assholes. Yeah. Right. Sometimes. I think she's got. So she has a, a bunch of vocal range. If you listen to her, like. And I, and I appreciate that because of the songs that I listened to, every single song was different in the range aspect. She tried to kind of push different envelopes with, with her vocal range in that respect. A little draconian in there, maybe? Yeah, there was... A little was, bit of Nightwish, I mean, maybe? So it's really tough. I think it's really hard for female, female-led metal bands these days because there's not many of them, comparatively. If you look... I mean, uh, compared to a male-fronted, yes. Exactly. So, in the, so as yeah. soon as you hear female, you're going to automatically think of a certain band, which is why I was surprised that my first thought was Rush. And I don't even listen to Rush. But, like, some of her clean vocals sound like 
Like, if she did a rush cover band, she'd kill it. Hmm. You know? Like, <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not throwing it out there like, oh, yeah, you sound like this, this 80s or 70s. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying that the, maybe the dialect or the, the manner in which she sings certain songs kind of reminds me of that. Maybe it's the timing. Maybe it's the instruments. I'm not sure. I have absolutely no idea what made me think he of Rush. He is drunk as shit. It. That's exact. I'm hammered. <laughs> you know what conclusion I've come to? What's that? If 85% of the bands in America had to start in Europe, they would not make it. Yeah, for real. Oh, God, no. Like, holy f... I'm, I was born in the wrong part of the world. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, like, just getting sucked into, like, behind me. Um, this is Thwart. Enjoy. This track is Apocalypse.
So I had the pleasure of listening to, and I am so sorry, guys. I'm not exactly sure how to say the name of your band, but it's either Defied or Defied. It's that weird EI in America. We we just make shit up as we go. I feel like, I feel like Deified. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, um, is that like deity but better? Yes. It's fried uh, deity. We're gonna fried start Jesus. off. We're gonna start off uh, strong with this. We're gonna play Visceral. Right off the bat, so enjoy. Fuck yeah. This
Yeah, so the doctor said that after a couple of ointments, it should clear up. Good. I'm glad. I'm proud of you. So, on that inside-out uh, notion, um, what you have just listened to is a five-piece metal band from outside of the liver of pools. Liverpool. So, why are we talking about my liver again? I was going to say, Sorry. after it's, these couple beers, I'm going to have a liver uh, pool, too. A little bit of background behind these gentlemen in A this liver band. bit of background. Huh? Ah, ah. I see what uh, he did there. Liver so, this something. band was formed in 2013. Spotify says they're rap and hip-hop. I believe that is incorrect. What? <laughs> but according to Spotify, what? they are they are labeled as that can't be true. I rap and hip hop. If you Google up. it, Google the band, and then under the Spotify everything, it will come up as rap and hip hop. Oh, like not on Spotify, I have to Google it. Correct for that. Gurgle, gurgle it. Um, so these guys are, have, have a pretty. They must have been. They must have been shocked. These guys have a pretty impressive uh, uh, set of um, achievements here. They won the prestigious. M- Merseyside Metal 2, the masses competition, where they gained a slot in the New Blood stage at Bloodstock Festival, which is ginormous, mind you. Very, very huge festival. Uh, In 2016, they placed third at a 425 in a TBFM factor, which was a... um, They obviously grabbed 425 bands. It was a radio-hosted, pretty much... You know, tournament of all these different bands that came in, and I mean, they get three out, out of four twenty-five. I tried to look at what TBFM is. I do not think it's time-based flow management. I don't think that's it. I'm pretty sure it's something else. Sounds like something uh, I have because, to do at work. Well, because time-based flow <laughs> management has to do with business aviation, so I don't think it has anything to do with it. The barefoot monologues. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> so actually, this band, I didn't even get the pick. I, I actually asked Marcus to grab one for me out of out of the list we got. That's right. And wow. kudos to you, my friend. Yeah, yes. he he who falleth upon you, <laughs> the greatness that is um, deified. These guys, for I mean the the EP that we got, um, very good, extremely good. Um, they have an album actually already released from 2017, known as Ascension. Uh, this album came out this year. I'm sorry, last year, 2018. Um, the Inhuman Manifesto. It has a nice total of five songs. It's uh, very thrashy with some uh, fancy transitions in there. It's brutal as hell, mind you. I mean, this is a very aggressive album. I mean, it is constant. Uh, his vocals, they remind me a lot of like Randy Blythe. They're very uh, Lamb of Godish. Just the unique sound that he has behind him. I mean, I've listened to this album, I think, six, seven times so far. These guys are so good. They're, they're very good. They're very good. Uh, the song you just heard, Visceral, um, it's got the, that cool rap part in the chorus where he just, like, fires away with the lyrics. Um, I mean, it's got, like, an I'm intro a- that is, like, meant for the first song on any album. I'm a little jealous that Anthony got the review of this band. Uh, like I said, I ex- did my homework. Extremely aggressive. The guitar works fantastic. I mean, the drums are fantastic. I mean, I'm very impressed overall. I mean, this band is is very talented. It's just a fast fuck you, pretty much. It really is. Um, Sounds like my love life. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> I mean, overall. So this this EAP actually has made it onto my own personal playlist. The entire thing. I've enjoyed every one of these songs so far. Um, 
So I actually double rated this, but however you want to put it up is up to you. As an album, as an album, this is an EP, I understand that. As an album, it gets a five out of six because albums can change. Albums can... Certified banana bread. As an EP, it gets a full six for me. See, in my, in my, in my opinion, that's a, that's, that's a six, but that's a six bagger. Um, last into yeah, this is a victory. This is a this is the full package. Yeah. If you have never heard this band before, D E I F I E D, Inhuman Manifesto. You must, 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 must. Everybody in America right now, go fucking look this shit up because this is what's across the pond. People, step up your game. You need to be better. And to to uh, finish the, the my my seg happened? my segment off here. Um, the last song we're gonna play is called Dead Inside, which cool guitar verses, but honestly the most brutal, catchy pre-chorus I've ever heard in my life. And you'll know when it happens, I promise you. <laughs> Enjoy. Hey! 
We need our own beer sound. Other than our sounder? We need like an actual like like a jingle. Yeah, like instead of a beatbox. Why would you strike me like that? Sorry. You know that I'm very we weak need in to, the shoulder. We need, we need to make our own beer is good, is what you're saying? No. Instead of a beatbox, it's a beer box where we make a beat only out of beer materials. Bottles, cans, and such. So if we just struck a homeless man with a pipe over and over again and make the similar sound we're looking for? Okay, I don't know why the words beatbox like triggered this. Uh-oh. Maybe it's because of the boombox. It's like on their very extensive logo. But Please I would like to I would like to on. give a shout out, a rando shout out, to good friends of ours that we've had on the show before, Hotel Graffiti. Uh, they're on two. Well, they got shows now. They have their first show coming up on November second, up in Concord, New Hampshire. They make really good grape jelly there. At the Ooh, in your it's, it's the New Hampshire Conkets. Bank concert. Something or other, I don't know. Fucking Google it. But our boys in Hotel Graffiti have the full set. Have now. a lineup. Put it on the goggle, and that'll be pretty fun. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. It'd be cool to see how they. I, can I believe they're playing of, with they're playing with Oshana, which is funny because that's actually Bryce's old band. If I'm correct. Oh, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure. Hey, connections are connections. No, I agree. But. Good for those guys getting the full lineup. I mean, but uh, when they were with us, it was just the two of them, and they were doing the whole production. So the fact they have a full lineup and they are confident enough to actually like get out there and like go play. I mean, those guys are going to be a a, a a brain fuck of a show. I was actually worried a little bit because I haven't heard much by them from them. I was going to say that, like, what the yeah. hell happened to Hotel Graffiti? All of a sudden, and then like boom, first show. It's like yep. oh fucking sweet. But that's beside the point. It's time for beer. 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 Brouhaha! Click clack. I'm gonna take this from Marcus, even though he grabbed it. Whoa, that enough. I feel that because I'm gonna go before you. Oh, I was oh. like, what are you talking about? That's what I, I mean. I didn't, before I you didn't have that beer. <laughs> like, what are you um, do you know what what month we're in? September October. 31st. October. Close enough. Actually, it would so, be September 32nd. I went to the store. Just like I'm and, turning 2026. And mind you, I'm gonna foreshadow this a little bit. My boss is horribly German, and not in the bad way. Not in the bad way. Spreckensy dick. Whatever. Um, (laughs) So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, pick his brain for some good German beer. But I figured we're in the Oktoberfest season, and what better Oktoberfest to get from an actual German beer company, right? That would make sense. Hagen Dazs. That's ice cream. Oh, close. So, I have Dinker Acnids. I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna- <laughs> I have Dinker Acnids. It's a problem. I'm getting have- checked out by a doctor. I'm- I can't I have it. Dinker Acnids. Stop it right now. Oh, good lord. I'm sorry. Try my- again. My American got in the way. <laughs> Enough about your boyfriend. Talk about the beer. My Dinkle Acker. <laughs> we just turned a problem to a hacker. Oh, good lord. Imported from Germany itself. Now, anytime I see a female on the front with a beer, I'm afraid that it's not alcoholic. A beer maiden? That's the woman I'm going to I'm marry. afraid that it's not alcoholic. Come on, St. Pauli's girl is hot. Thank yeah, you. a beer yeah, maiden. but it doesn't get me drunk. St. Pauli's? Yeah. Oh, you're getting the wrong St. Pauli's. I, I guess. Anyway, this is built with a CD. Uh, it, it is an Oktoberfest beer. 
at 5.7% alcohol. Beer fest. And honestly, for I, I mean, I've been kind of dwelling in the Oktoberfest. For it's pretty good. I yeah, enjoyed it's, it. It's pretty good. It's good. It's pretty. It's, good. Nice. it's, it's, it's way better. It's way better than. But I, I have the biggest problem with American Oktoberfest. They're pretty light. They're supposed to be. I don't mean to throw shade, but I had the um, Jack's Abbey one, and I was not a fan. I had uh, that's that's a, that's an acquired taste. The copper the copper legend because it tastes like pennies. I too don't mean to throw shade, but I had the Wachusett Oktoberfest, and it tasted like watered down beer. See, I don't think it, I don't think Wachusett tastes watered down. Like Wachusett and Sam Adams, I put it kind of in the same category. And those are the two American Oktoberfests that really piss me off. Mm-hmm. I'll drink them. I like Lion and Google. Obviously, that's the German company. I actually. So. I mean, to be honest, I actually like the Oktoberfest. If you go straight to the source, their bottled Oktoberfest really falls short. But beside the point, let's talk about Anthony's Oktoberfest. No, I, I, I would, I would give it, I'd give it a four out of six. That's pretty good. I enjoyed it. It's not fantastic, but it's not horrible. Hmm. That's, a, that's a good rating. If I give a beer a four, I mean, you guys should be fucking sending me free beer for a year. Pretty much. Isn't that already a thing? Isn't your fridge full? Yeah, right. Sorry, my bad. Not getting anything for free. They charge, <laughs> they charge me double. I'll give you a hug. Is that Marcus? Charge that bastard double. We're not talking about your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> she charged me triple. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All I wanted was a shoulder rub. <laughs> no, weenus. I said weenus. God, Lord. You tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> what do you got, Marcus? All right, I can do this short and sweet. Our boy, our boy Dave over here actually brought this to me. I don't think I officially rated it. If I officially rated this on an actual on an actual episode, I apologize, but I'm gonna I'm gonna double dip. A beer from the Big Apple, Southern Tier Brewing Company. Okay, so this is this is what I will say about this. I am not usually a fan. I like IPA. I'm not usually a fan of double IPAs. I don't have the patience much. for it. Because double IPAs are technically supposed to be a sipper. In case you were wondering, these are not chuggable beers, guys. These are supposed to be sippers. Excuse me. <laughs> Put a little nipple Clear. on it. They have a they have a higher alcohol content. They're a little bit more on the like the strong side, and like the the flavor profile actually um, lends itself to be like more of a sipper. So sometimes like IPA drinkers get that confused. They get they get like the double IPAs and like whatnot. They're like yeah, and then they you know they get their ass yeah. their asses kicked, and. I am not usually very good with the higher alcohol content. The higher alcohol, con- <laughs> <laughs> the higher alcohol sure content does. usually kind of like really fucks with me. Makes me stutter. That happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's my brain. That's different. With that being said, this uh, 2X IPA, <coughs> double India Pale Ale from the Southern Tier, this is actually like really smooth. It's one of those things like you take like the first sip and you're kind of like, ooh, I'm going to hate my life. And then like after like the second sip, you're kind of like, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. That's smooth. That's 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 hot. That's sexy. Um, the fact that it's a double IPA and I actually really enjoy it, I will give it a four out of six. Huh. Nice. Send them free beer. I don't know. You know, when I have double IPAs, I always describe them as sexy also. That's not what you have today, though. That's definitely not what I have today. I've had those double IPAs. I can vouch for that. They are pretty smooth. They are pretty good. And I don't even like double IPAs. I don't or, like double IPAs I don't even either. like regular IPAs. Or so. IPAs. I'm not a big IPA guy. I'm just not like a session. I'll have an. I'll have a session. Like somebody every now stuffed and then. a tea bag in my mouth. I I actually, 
Enough about your love life, Anthony. Sorry, you know, I'm really only a fan out. of maybe like 50% of like actual legit I, like like single IPAs out there. The fact that double IPAs exist, like I, we go to the, we go to this event, and I'm, I know I know I've already kind of tried to end my segment, but we used to go to this event like once a year. We used to go to the Extreme Beer Fest. The problem with the Extreme Beer Fest is the Extreme Beer Fest isn't just a regular beer it's festival. It's extreme. It's extreme. So sometimes people forget that. Enjoy like, this so, beer through a dozen nails. Well, all of these, like all of these breweries, like come up with this stuff that is like so off the wall, like crazy. Whether it be flavoring or, I mean, I want to say the the average alcohol by volume at the Extreme Beer Fest is probably eight point five. It, it gets to the point, like, after you've sampled, like, a half a dozen brews, like, it's like, dude, somebody just give me a freaking Coors Light. I, I need just, a, I need I just need to fucking hydrate. <laughs> I just need to hydrate right now. Yeah. Like, kind of a This thing. is our coffee-flavored session ale lager. Wait, what? <laughs> no, it's more oh like, God. it's like, this is my coffee. Whiskey. This is like my coffee stout that's been aged in, like, a whiskey barrel. And then will only be tapped at, like, the stroke of 4 p.m. on the... 108th day of its existence by a small snail named Polly on the vampire solstice <laughs> or you have something you have something stupid I actually don't know if I actually talked about this on the show before but I'll bring it up right now you have Sam Adams release of Utopia yep which Utopia is this heralded freaking shit where I, I believe the retail for like a like a regular bottle of like Utopia is like somewhere in the 90 to 100 dollars what why like some, something like that so when they crack this open, you have to get in this line like an hour in advance so, just so you can get like this little like small sample of it, which I'm glad I got the small sample of it because I can tell you I will never buy <laughs> Utopia in my life. It's like drinking fucking pure maple syrup. Uh, it was so fucking bad. It was thick. It was sweet. It was a gnarly color. It was like if you took NyQuil and added it to fucking... DayQuil. Dayquil, <laughs> and then uh, you put Dayquil. fucking maple syrup in it, and, and then whiskey. you chased it with like not even whiskey. What's that? Um, bottom, bottom shelf. What's that? What, why is it? It's escaping me. The uh, the black licorice flavor. Oh. Sambuca. Sambuca. Okay, that's the one. Uh, that, like so, you put all that shit together. That's that's pretty much my experience. So it's like the Doom Shot we had. Utopia. Uh, I don't. I don't even want to talk about the Doom Shot. The Doom fine, Shot. Fine. Okay. The Doom Shot was pink. So it didn't taste like pink. It didn't taste pink. <laughs> it was very not pink. What you're saying is it's maple flavored Sambirka. Oh, uh, it was. It's sweared me. If you if you guys if if anybody pays a hundred something dollars a bottle for that for that bullshit, it's like man, you you have gone the wrong way in your life. But with yeah. that being said, that's that all like, I have to say. Dave, no. what are you drinking? Well, no, I, I have to I have to relate this topic to the time that somebody told me that Hetty Topper was the greatest beer ever made. And they introduced me to the grapefruit Hetty okay, that's Topper. A, that's a cult following Hetty Topper. Yeah. Okay, but have you had the grapefruit Hetty Topper? I actually don't believe I had the original Hetty Topper. I haven't either. I have not yet gone to Burlington. Okay, so I have. Okay. And uh, if you could imagine all of the sour punch to your tongue <laughs> with all of the IPA punch to your throat and none of the cold finish anywhere, that would be... <laughs> Sounds like a normal Sorry. Saturday night. I actually went to the Hetty Topper Brewery. I had a lot of really good beers there, but that grapefruit, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it, man. That's a, call, that's a call following yeah, Hetty Topper. Yeah. I look forward to my to adding it to my wall. So, Mr. Dave tonight is drinking a Belgian white name. from Chalk Top. 
I actually like Shock Top. I like Shock Top I enjoy a lot. Shock Top. He started drinking this like five minutes ago. Yeah, I was actually drinking a beer I've already reviewed before, but I'm going to go with this one because it's like so you, damn drinkable. I feel like I reviewed Peroni. No, we both did. Yeah, it was you. Anyway, I, I brought it. You're welcome. I don't remember um, that at all. I'm not going to steal your review, bro. I'm just going to do another one, okay? So I started drinking Shock Top Belgian White. Listen here. There's, Listen here. <laughs> there's another brand of Belgian White that's also popular that people like to put an orange peel in. They say is better. It's not. Green Saturn. Listen, yeah, exactly. Anytime there's a different Whoa. colored moon anywhere, it doesn't <laughs> taste better than the Shock Top Belgian White. Oh, Shock Top wins that battle. Ten times out of ten. I, I don't care who says what. That's my vote. Yeah, fuck uh, the moon. It's Shock a good Belgian. Top. It's a good Belgian. Uh, I, I just can't. I can't do it. I don't know what it is, the aftertaste and then the after morning. Uh, Shock Top, however... Wait a minute. Uh, Shock Top is excellent, very smooth, very clean, uh, definitely crushable. I would give it a five out of six because I drink it all the time. If I had the option, day or night, rain have, or shine. Have you had the other flavors? Summer or winter. It's a very strange thing. Have you I had, would drink it. Have you had the other I flavors? I would drink it. Sorry, what you have saying? you had the other flavors? Uh, yes, I have. Those? So actually, uh, quick little tidbit here. Shock Top <clears throat> used to do a variety pack. Yep. And this variety pack... I was a huge fan of for three of the four beers. That's how they used to distribute all their mistakes. At the I order. say that random one in there. I say three of the four beers because Shock Top came out with this. They had this, you know, their classic Belgian white that was awesome. You could go for it. They had this uh, apple flavored one. Yep, the apple. Uh, uh, it was crisp apple. It sure. was. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. Then they had one, and I'm not exaggerating. It was called Pretzel, and pretzel. it literally tasted like liquid pretzel. It was pretty good. It was But bad. the fourth beer in this variety pack was raspberry habanero. Oh, good lord. Shock top. Why? What were you thinking? I drank that and I got <laughs> thirsty for more beer because it was so spicy, but the only beer I <laughs> had was more spicy beer. I like the raspberry. I don't know about that the raspberry me. habanero. That reminds me of something. one of these days I'll have to get back up to like the York Main area and head up the uh, Hidden Cove and I'll get the jalapeno beer from there. Mm-mm. Was it the pineapple one you had? Uh, no. It's actually the one that Connie had. I don't, I don't believe there was pineapple involved. Okay, but, I remember mean, you had a jalapeno don't call, one. Don't, don't quote me on that. No, no. Oh, guys. no, the jal- jalapeno. Guys. Yes. BBC. Yes. This is not jalapeno. This is habanero, okay? This I don't know if you know like anything about eating fire. peppers. Yeah. Habanero, res- like, so I used to buy okay, this variety fine. pack. Okay, fine. When hosts aren't listening. Okay, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Thanks for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this variety All the Spanish words sound alike. I bought this variety pack so often. Great, now I, I have to edit that. Where is that? <laughs> <laughs> I bought this variety pack so often that I had like a 21-pack of raspberry habanero beers. <laughs> I just didn't want it. So my buddies showed up to my house, and they're like, hey, what is this? Like, we should have this. So I was like, yeah, look, first one to drink this, whoever drinks their, their beer all the way to the bottom gets gets all the rest of them. They're like, oh, hell yeah. I had like, hey, we had something like that with Dragon's Mouth. Three people yeah, pound this beer, and their their spicy throat acidity came up pretty quick. And I, I lost some friends over it. Shock yeah, Top yeah, yeah. does an excellent job with their Belgian white. They do. they do an even better job with their crisp apple. That was awesome the for the fall. Not bad either if you're that liquid friend. pretzel beer that they did was... I've literally never had a that beer really that was literally like a liquid pretzel before. That mm-hmm. was awesome. That was a good one. Raspberry habanero. Nah, I don't know what you were thinking. Out. I tried that before. So, that, that weirded me out. So three grates out of four, I'd give the Belgian white a five. I'd give that 
that crisp apple a six, truthfully, because it's awesome. That pretzel also a five, and that raspberry habanero like a negative three, <laughs> because I needed to drink like eight more beers <laughs> to get that flavor cry. out of my mouth. That's why they have the combo pack, man. They have to. They, they have You're to gonna get rid throw of all those that mistakes. one fucking. Wild I dunked my there. head in the toilet <laughs> just to get the flavor out. Okay, I got some important announcements, and then we're gonna get out of here. Announce away, friend. So. Ladies and gentlemen, your audio experience is not going to change with heavy metal over a six-pack. You may or may not see some advertisements like float around here or there. For the love of God, just ignore them because like the content and whatnot is not going to change. Um, website, it's probably going to disappear. So if you're actually like a website, like if you if you've checked out like the blog, I know there hasn't been a lot of entries up there. If you checked it out, it might disappear for a couple of weeks. But I promise you, we're going to do everything in our power to get it up as soon as possible. Over the next couple of months, Heavy Metal over a six-pack is going through a couple of format changes. Well, that, that might be the wrong word, but we're going through a couple of changes. Platform changes. Platform changes. That's a better word. Thank you very much. Um, I implore you to go check out our YouTube channel, H-M-O-A-6-P-A-C-K, on YouTube, just like everything else in the world. Email address is still the same, H-M-O-A-6-P-A-C-K, gmail.com, for now. And uh, we're still there on Facebook. We're still there on Instagram and Twitter. Every, on the Twitter. Every so often on accident. If like, <laughs> Oops. I'm sorry. I just sorry. can't keep up with all this shit. Fucking Twitter is, you know, that's where I go to watch to, to look at negative football takes. Pretty oh much. God. thought you were going to say something else. Anyway. But keep on the lookout on the Facebook page. Definitely go check us out on YouTube. The content on there is going to start coming in like fast and furious. We will keep you up to date as soon, like as information, as we get information as to where the, uh, the website's going. But I mean, we'll be back and it'll be, be it'll be better than what it was before. And your audio experience will not change. So, I mean, bear with us for like the next couple of weeks as we transition into more epic the future for you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, any platform that is out there, iTunes, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, please go and like give the podcast a, a review. That's how like new listeners, you know, decide whether or not they want to listen to our bullshit. And if you are so inclined, patreon.com forward slash HMOA six P A C K. Uh, support the cause. Damn the man save the empire. Yep. That's all I got. Beautiful. And that was a beautiful serious message that I just gave you. That was nice. That was good. After an evening of drinking. If I didn't know all that, I probably would have cried. Hoo-ha. Where are they going? I don't understand. They're leaving. I listen to their show on Spotify. Mrs. Stark, I feel weird. Well, if you listen to our show on Spotify, on Monday, we will be on Spotify. On Tuesday, we will still be on Spotify. But on Wednesday, we'll be on Spotify. Fantastic. All right. Good night. See you. Love you. Or good day. Whatever. <laughs> Where have you Hello, hello. <laughs> that is the end of this episode. This is Marcus, Anthony, Dave, and Jay signing off. Thank you for listening to the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Podcast.